You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And it's time to talk NFL team futures And we will begin with who will win the NFC South. Currently on BetMGM, the Saints are favored at minus 110, followed by the Falcons at plus 220, and the Buccaneers at 3-1. to If you want to get a little cray-cray, Joe. No, don't. What is this? Okay, power rank the the coaches and the quarterbacks. Like, it's all trash. How do do we do this? Does anybody want to spend a dollar backing Arthur Smith? How about Dennis Allen? Anybody, uh, Todd Bowles, they win a game. Now everybody's all in against a rookie quarter. Like, I don't, I don't know. Does anybody have an angle here? <laughs> uh, I, I really have Buccaneers no argument to be made. Okay. There's a Buccaneers argument to be made. Yeah. I, no, in all seriousness, like Bucks are just half a game back. Falcons are, mm-hmm. are really a full game back in terms of division standing. Saints still have two games left against Atlanta, one against the Bucks. The Saints have lost to Tampa Bay already. And so if Tampa Bay wins that second contest, then they do have the tiebreaker. Uh, Saints are a borderline top 10 against outside zone runs. I think they have the advantage against the Falcons. So I would probably throw Atlanta out of this uh, at plus 220. I think there's still remnants Fair. of priors that we need to throw away there. So mm-hmm. the Falcons, no way, no how. I don't know if Arthur Smith, you know, is going to be the coach next year, uh, given the way they're playing and all the weird things that are going on there. But in terms of the Buccaneers, when it comes to Baker Mayfield, no, he's not a great quarterback or even a good quarterback. But there are things there that make me think that he and Derek Carr could vie for positioning when it comes to being the best quarterback in the division. And I know that's not saying a whole lot, but what have we said about Tampa Bay all season long? They're top heavy. If they are healthy, they still have a a decent amount of talent. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now. They are within striking distance to win this division. And at three to one, I think there's value. Okay. Yeah. Like that process, I can't argue with. Because Mm -hmm. if we were to say, you know, if you were to break down percentages or say it's fairly close for all three teams and then there's three to one on one of them, I understand that. And my guess is the reason that the value is on the Bucks at the moment is because San Francisco's sitting there coming up Mm -hmm. this weekend. So if Mm -hmm. you think they're live to take down San Francisco, then you would make that bet right now. But if, as expected, they go out there and they lose, that number is going to be even better. And a lot of the strength of schedule stuff that is out there, New Orleans with the easiest, Atlanta with the second easiest future schedule, according to DVOA, well, Tampa Bay is going to be there because outside of San Francisco, Indy, Carolina, Atlanta, Green Bay, Jacksonville, New Orleans, Carolina, that's the Tampa schedule. So then I'm sure that they're going to be near the top as far as easiest schedules Tampa Bay would be on. 
so what's what do you get more value on waiting for a San Francisco loss this weekend or striking now while people don't realize that their schedule is probably just as easy as the other teams? I'm not sure it'll move a whole lot. I'm not sure it's something you have to bet right now. But yeah, I would wait. I, I, maybe it won't move a ton. I don't know if you'll get a lot more value once the Niners mm-hmm. destroy them. On Sunday, it is fairly anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. Fairly anticipated. Yeah, Joe. So what's the, what's the concern with Tampa Bay? The concern is their passing defense. We know they're stout against the run. So if we look at mm-hmm. the quarterbacks they're going to face, of course, you know, it's never easy going against Shanahan's offense in general. You know, your your Brock Purdy opinion aside, uh, but you look at it, which quarterbacks scare you for Tampa Bay moving forward? I, I just rattled off the team that they're going to be facing, and maybe Jacksonville's the toughest. Okay, Trevor Lawrence didn't have a good weekend. We're talking about Love, mm-hmm. uh, Carr if he's healthy, Bryce Young twice, uh, Heineke slash Ritter, Minshew. I think it's a good angle. You know, mm-hmm. at, at first I was thinking, doesn't make Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. It's hard to come up with an opinion, uh, but that's an interesting angle. They, their passing defense will not be exposed. They, they shouldn't be. Right. Right. When it comes to the Buccaneers though, I think the other thing that we should probably bring up is this idea of the NFC wildcard picture. Let's start with a basic premise and make sure we're all on the same page here. After the division winners with three wildcard spots, one will go to either Seattle or San Francisco. Another will go to either the Cowboys or the Eagles. And then there's that last spot that seems a good bit more wide open. Is that the basic premise we can all agree upon? And if that's the case, then what do we do with that seventh spot? Hmm. Is it going to, is it going to change? Like how locked is it's a question of how much do you believe in Minnesota, right? Kind of looking mm-hmm. at it that the next few games, very winnable. They have a tough stretch in the final month of the season. How long does this winning streak go? It's now at five games. Is there going to be some other sort of a change? So, okay. Yeah. Your South winner that could change Tampa out for the moment. They could be in, but you look at everybody else that's in this race. They all have six losses. Washington, Atlanta, Green Bay, LA Rams. Which one do you trust? Is 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 there a quarterback that you trust more than the others? Not really. Not really. <laughs> Matthew Stafford's obviously the best, but who knows how long that's going to last. Yeah, the two things that stick out to me is the Vikings and Commanders with their quarterbacks and just seeming to have some momentum, uh, just like a fresh start kind of feeling, um, especially with Washington. It's starting to feel like this offense is coming together. And great things are now happening for the Vikings. So I think those two I would trust the most out of the rest of the pack. Here's the problem, though. Minnesota is minus 200 to make the playoffs. Any value you yeah. thought you could buy into for the Vikings, it is gone. You aren't getting it back in all likelihood, uh, given that the Vikings uh, still have several easy games remaining. So to me, the question is, could anybody else from the outside come in and mess with the Vikings' chances? And one of the things that I've noticed is a bit of a misprice. Maybe some folks might say, okay, 
What about the Green Bay Packers? LaFleur certainly was able to do it with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that connection with Jordan Love will flip a switch, and then suddenly they're going to be good. And at 4-1, to maybe there's some value there. Well, guess what? With roughly the same record, the Washington Commanders are 10-1 to to make the playoffs. So to me, if you are going to bet into this market at all, it almost feels like it's the Commanders or nothing in part because of reputation. It looks like Washington, they're selling off assets and they're looking ahead to next season. Ownership group, who's going to be the coach next year, all that stuff. But I think I would slow the roll a little bit because 10 to 1 versus 4 to 1, I don't think that that discrepancy is fair. I think that's a misprice. Sure. And I get it. Um, Look, if you're asking me straight up, are the commanders going to make the playoffs? The answer would be no. But price always enters the conversation with betting. So there are a number of scheduled losses. That's the problem for the commanders. Now, the commanders are a team that is live like we just saw them go across the country a team that was desperate to just face two of the best defenses and they hung with seattle the entire time mm-hmm. two times against dallas one time against miami one time against san francisco the miami and san francisco one and obviously one of the dallas games is at home that's the advantage i'm not saying that they have the biggest home field advantage in the nfl but they're not <laughs> going on the road so that's that's a, it's a bit of a bump that that's why you get the 10 to 1 price though but yeah um i i would say oh four and six they need to let's let's call it eight wins at the very least even though it's very soft yeah. there uh, are they going to go four and three four and three five and two i think no chance and that's probably why it's priced in that manner that you pr- the thinking is you need to get to that nine and eight marker. Eight and nine mm-hmm. is possible in sneaking into the NFC playoffs. So because the price is 10 to one, I totally get it. Yeah, I love it. I think there, there is value on a team that with Eric Bieniemy, it, it seems to me that this offense is finally finding some type of identity. So. Mm -hmm. it's strictly a value play don't love it but at 10 to 1 why not a little sprinkle sure Howell's not taking the sacks he used to that's the biggest thing to me he's able to sustain drives you know just even throw the ball away a little bit more so he's not losing valuable yards all of a sudden this commander's offense isn't terrible anymore and it's not taking a whole lot to be in contention in the nfc if say Sam Howell is serviceable enough. So lowering the sack rate, I think that matters a great deal here in terms of this conversation. And the commanders are a better team now than what we've evaluated so far. So that's another reason why I think 10 to one offers some value here. Let's talk about the number one seed and who will capture that in the NFC. Is it fair to say that it's down to just three teams, the Eagles, the 49ers and the lions. And it's really nobody else after that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Which one could enter the conversation and then jump all of these teams? Can Seattle, can Seattle or Dallas do it? I mean, that's what you're asking. Um, mm-hmm. So if we're going to entertain these three lost teams, <laughs> we're talking about them running the table and then three losses for the Eagles. I don't see it. I don't see it. Do, do you, either of you guys? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, 
Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now, I'm just looking at that Vikings number like, what is going on with that? For uh, which, which are people just for number one seed in the NFC? I guess what? people the books are just hoping someone will bet them. That's ridiculous to me at a hundred. Uh, oh, good grief! No, 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 no. That I mean, what is that like? You're gonna have to have like the Cardinals come in and beat really good teams for right. Like, why even out? post that? the The particular <laughs> book I'm looking at, it's like. The Seahawks twenty six to one. No other team, and just randomly has the Vikings in there at hundred to one. Like, okay, <laughs> I have to guess they're hey, you know to what? take money on all the excitement. Right, exactly. Like uh, business is business, I suppose, and that's fine. But it, it is pretty much a three horse. I mean, there's an outside chance the Cowboys could do it. I mean, what is it? Sumer Sports has them at five percent to get the buy. Like if you can mm-hmm. get a good number on them, then maybe that's that's worth uh, a bet there. But it really is a three team race, and when you look at the schedules, that's also a big deal. I mean, keep in mind the 49ers and Eagles still have to play each other. The Eagles get the Cowboys again. They are dogs against the Chiefs for Monday night. 49ers and Lions. They're still in this. Those two teams, I think, are offering a little bit more value, and the Lions have it way easier than the other two. But they're also not mm-hmm. favorites on all of the lookaheads like the Saints on the road. So to me, this is a fairly even race. I, I don't know if any one team is standing out except perhaps the Eagles just because they have a better record. But there are arguments to be made that they could have a couple of stumbles going forward. Okay, so I, I'm holding a Lions ticket from when, when we were looking at this early in the season and we saw the upcoming schedule and how soft it was for them, uh, 10 to 1. Plus three sixty, isn't is there value on the lines of plus three sixty? I, I would boy. argue that uh, there. I think there so. Is. There is, yeah, yeah. This is a three sided coin to me, almost. Yeah, almost agree. Fairly close uh, to it. If we're going to talk about the three loss teams, just the price gap that we see out there, I find it really interesting. I know the eye test tells us that Seattle should not be part of that. But if we're looking at those three loss teams, you've got San Francisco. Best number I see is five to one. Dallas, 11 to one. Seattle, 50 to one. That is tempting, even though I know they're not going to be the one seed. They have a negative point differential. I know, I know. Like, I mean, like Vikings we don't look at them the same way as we do the Cowboys, much less anybody else. We shouldn't, and we shouldn't, right? right? And we shouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's fun to point out, but yeah, seriously, like that matters a great deal. How about yeah. we move on to the AFC North? What are we supposed to do with this division? Yeah, the Ravens lost to the Browns, but I think it's safe to say we all believe that they're still the best team in the division. But is there value elsewhere? This matters a great deal because the Ravens and the Bengals play each other on Thursday night. And like I mentioned before yesterday, if the Bengals lose that game. They are finished for winning the division and they could be in mm-hmm. big trouble as far as even making the playoffs. There's a lot here. All right. The long shot is Pittsburgh. Should Pittsburgh be the long shot? I know they've been outgained in every game. It's the horseshoe. We, we, we got it. 
but it's been the horseshoe for a long time. They're the only team that's 2-0 and in the division. So early on, they do have a number of tiebreakers. They are 6-1, to 6-3 and record. So same number of losses as Baltimore. How this is, boy, the, the, there's more on this that we need to get to. Mm-hmm. But how the conversation mm-hmm. flipped in one loss with the Bengals. How everything seemed to change. Because it was arrow way up, value, 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 and then and then Sunday happened, and that really changed everything. And the Steelers' did. odds got much shorter. From we talk about this every week, there was way more mm-hmm. value on them a while ago. We will definitely continue this conversation in the next hour. In the meantime, this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board. Actually, it's just the Jake Hassan segment. Who am I kidding? That's right here on the BetQL Network. (laughs)